Hey, 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 hey. Hello, every guys and girls. <laughs> hey, it's like, it's like ladies, dudes, and non-binary pals. What is it? It's like... Go, um, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. There That's we go. Hey. Welcome back to another Monday episode of talking about a topic that you didn't ask for, but we thought we should talk about anyway. Exactly. And this week's topic, we're talking about fandom phases. Ooh, fandoms. What can we say about fandoms? First of all, I'm sure, you know, I mean, I doubt that anyone listening to this doesn't know what a fandom is, but just on the off chance, or maybe you just don't know what this word is. Anna, do you want to explain to our people what the heck a fandom even is? All right, absolutely, absolutely. So fandom is a group of people who are dedicated to a particular type of work, whether that be a book, TV show, movie, band, or even transportation. Literally, if it could be created, it can be liked to a very obsessive degree. In fandoms, people can create art, written works for fandom known as fanfiction, costumes inspired by the characters in the work known as cosplays, etc. and so forth. It's just a group of people who are really, really into this one thing, and then they basically just love it a whole lot. Yeah, that basically sums it up. If it can be created, it can be enjoyed, and therefore a group of people have some stake in it. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I think one of the earliest things that could be considered a fandom that I was into were um model train sets <laughs> you are you are the coolest i think for that because i feel like most people who are like kids like who are like girls wouldn't be into that but then there's you and you're like heck yeah trains yeah i really don't know why trains i i still love trains to this day just you know i don't have eight million model train sets laying around my house so <laughs> sick <laughs> I encourage those who are really into sort of wanting to know all the nitpicky details of fandom history, feel free to look it up. Yeah, there is honestly, like, if you are really interested, there is actually, like, legit scientific research articles (laughs) written about fandoms and just all of the nitty-gritty details into people joining together to enjoy what they want to enjoy oh yeah um and kind of just kind of give me and hannah's like qualifications for discussing this topic um i would say i've been pretty hardcore invested in fandom culture since i was about at least 11 more so probably by the time i hit 13 i was really invested in fandom culture and consuming fan made work due to Mm -hmm. fandoms yeah Um, I would say about the same, um, however old you are when you're in elementary school, around fourth or fifth grade, that's when I first started getting into, like, things that could be considered a part of a fandom, and then I just haven't really stopped. (laughs) It's like a, it just kind of sucks you in, and then you just kind of lily pad on from one to another, just to find what fits, and, you know, Mm -hmm. see what works for you. Absolutely. And so, on the topic of our title of our podcast today, Fandom Phases, 
we're kind of discussing fandoms that we have left, um, that we were a part of pretty heavily or maybe not so heavily, and why we left them and for the reasons why we've left them. As well mm-hmm. as we're going to discuss fandoms that we're currently in and fandoms that no matter how hard or maybe not so hard we've tried, we just stay with these fandoms. They stay with us. Yep. Can't get rid of them. Like oh. a bad cold. Or a rash. Or a rash, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I guess just to give a brief overview, um, a lot of the fandoms that I've been in that I have eventually left or just simply aged out of, um, or I just came to the conclusion one day that this was not worth sticking around because of the people that are in this fandom, uh, would be like comics, um, talking about more specifically like DC, superhero type comics, Marvel movies, etc. Um, anime, but there's a double pointer for that one that I'll come back to. Uh, the Harry Potter universe and the Warrior Cats book series. (laughs) Alright, and on my end, I would also say, like, superheroes, Batman comics, Marvel movies, as well as Harry Potter on my end, and um, for those who, like, knew me back in middle school, this will come as a shock to you. I have kind of unofficially left being the Star Wars fan that I was. Yeah, that's some tea. That's tea, man. That's some hot tea right there. Yeah, when we were writing the script, I kind of, like, wrote, like, a loose script of what I wanted to say for this podcast. I did pop off a little bit (laughs) when it came to Star Wars, because I just have feelings. (laughs) Feelings. Alright, so we're going to actually now go on to discussing why we have left these certain fandoms. Hannah, you want to start us off here? Uh, Yes, yes, I can. So, for anyone sort of, like, growing up, back when YouTube was first becoming a thing, basically, like what we know now as YouTube. Um, You know, it was still really um, uh, uh, sketchy. (laughs) True. I mean, you could make the argument YouTube is still sketchy, but they do a better job at... Well, you know, I don't really know. It's just there's a lot more content on there, and YouTube has become, like, a TV channel now, basically. Whereas before it was just like, hey, look at me doing these sick ollies in my backyard. (laughs) So true. Um, So, around the time that I first started getting into these types of things, I was in elementary school and I was reading the Warrior Cats book series. And if you don't know what Warrior Cats is, good um (laughs) but if you do know but honestly if you don't know it's just a series that has gone on too long with books by multiple different women and I think one guy under a pseudonym of one woman so uh one beast many heads (laughs) and it's just it is, honestly. You cut one off, don't worry about it. There'll be others waiting to write about these cats fighting in the wilds. Wo- fighting in the wilds. <laughs> woods. <laughs> and just, like, their relationships and their struggles to survive. 
And as a kid, I was very much into this universe because I was a very self-possessed child that lived in her head. And what better place for a self-possessed child than to read books and interact them on your own in your grandmother's backyard and pretend to be a cat if you already love cats, man. So. <laughs> Sick. I think me and my friends did the same thing, but it was with wolves because two of my yeah. childhood best friends were super into wolves and I wasn't as into wolves, but I, cause I like, I really loved like Barbies and dolls and stuff, but like I was a good homie. So I was like, okay, we'll play wolves. <laughs> Amen. You're uh my the the fellow wolf girl within me also thanks you for joining your <laughs> compatriots and not making fun of them and going lol nerds. I mean, cause I mean, LOL would be pot calling the kettle black. I'm like the biggest dorky ever. <laughs> so, I don't exactly remember when it was, but I decided to get on YouTube one day and see if. If, if I typed in warrior cats, what would happen? And oh, <laughs> did I find some things. A few of the things that I found were really good. And I will 100% unashamedly say that I still go back every now and then and rewatch some of those fan-made animations because it's nostalgia and it was a good memory. Other things, however... Hardcore, I tried to avoid and pretend that I never, ever saw them. The reason that I sort of, you know, as I, you know, came and went from the fandom of Warriors, you know, engaging and sort of like kind of watching from the sidelines as a lot of stuff happened and things went down with animators and fake fans and whatsoever, um, a part of me just really grew out of the series because... A typical warrior series goes like this. There are six books in each series of a warrior cat's, like, I don't even know what to call them. There's just so many. And so, out of all of the current series that are out, I've read through, I think, four of mm -hmm. the series. So, whatever four times six is. <laughs> That's like 24 bucks. Yeah, so I mean, that's a long time to spend with a universe, and a lot of it started to become very repetitive, you know, oh, there's clan rivalry, oh, there's a forbidden love interest, oh, mm -hmm. there's some issue with this prophecy, mystical powers, whatever, because it's just that kind of series. It's like a urban kind of fantasy, animal fantasy type thing. And it just got really repetitive for me. And I just decided one day, you know what? I'm just really bored. I'm getting a little too old for it. Just personally with the fans that are now finally reading it. And I just quietly uh, closed the door behind me on my way out. So, yeah. Mm. Sounds like it was a pretty uh, polite, no bad blood kind of goodbye. No, it's probably the least problematic of all of my fandom uh, leavings. I still have, like, my first copy of the first book, which is terribly worn and torn, that I got in, like, 2006 or something. So I still Aww. keep it on my shelf. Because, you know, it's a 
It's a memory also. Who in their right mind would buy this book? Because it's torn in half. <laughs> it's well-loved. It's well-loved. Yeah, poor old glue ain't holding the pages <laughs> together. Aww. But yeah. Alright. Um, do you want me to go next? Yeah, we can do like back and forth because I don't want to like take up the whole conversation. Yeah, <laughs> so of you course. can go. Alright, so I'm actually going to talk about, right now I'm going to be speaking on Star Wars and why I have left that fandom. So, kind of a brief backstory, my mother showed me Star Wars probably early 2008, I was still probably in 5th grade, I had just changed schools, it's pretty awkward, Uh, my mom showed me Star Wars and I like fell in love with it, I fell in love with like this super awesome fantasy genre of, like, princesses who, like, wielded blasters and, like, little farm boys who wielded laser swords and giant, dark, evil Sith Lords who are somehow the kid's dad? What? Like, (laughs) specifically what I actually loved about Star Wars is I love the Star Wars prequels. And, yes, I'm kind of coming out of the metaphorical Star Wars prequel fan closet, but I'm a kind of I'm a huge I love those kind of three set of movies because I absolutely love the world building aspect of it. I loved the forbidden romance between Anakin and Padme because I thought Anakin Skywalker was hot. I still think he's hot so much so that you'll find out later that this man has had an influence on my taste in men. Mm-hmm. Like it's gone that kind of subconscious. Um. <laughs> I really loved Anakin Skywalker because, well, when you're a sad middle schooler who doesn't feel like they fit in, you love, like, the emo bad boy of Star Wars at that mm. at that time. He was the OG emo boy. Like, before y'all ladies had Kylo, I had Anakin. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just loved it because I loved how he was a character that was capable of so much, like, good. Like, you know, like, he, like save the day, he saved the girl, like, people love him, but at the same time, he can just make the most boneheaded choices, thinking they're so well-intentioned, mm-hmm. and then it ended up costing them everything, and I would used to, like, pretend in my little head that I would, like, somehow end up in the Star Wars galaxy and save Anakin Skywalker from being a Sith Lord, it was very much like I'm a sad, like, 11, 12-year-old, and I would go back between wanting to be Anakin Skywalker's child bride or his sister. That's <sighs> a whole psychological, like, you can unpack that with a therapist much later. That but was like, me with Zac Efron. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think for me, the turning point of me being really invested in Star Wars was um, I had a very good friend um, from my childhood show me uh, fanfiction.net. And there were people who wrote stories about how Anakin Skywalker didn't go to the dark side. And to little 13-year-old me, I was like, holy macaroni, this is incredible. And so, like, for me, that Star Wars made me feel like I belonged when I felt like I didn't. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I think now it's, like, really interesting, and this kind of leads to why I left it. Star Wars has become very popular again since the Disney acquisition back in, I think, 2012? Mm -hmm. 2013? 
Mm, I believe so. It was around then. It was kind of early, early 20 teens. And no offense, but I definitely can tell you that like half the people I follow on Instagram now would have teased me in middle school for being a Star Wars fan. And now they're Star Wars fans. And I'm like, really? Really? I'm not saying that like people, like I don't want to be elitist and gatekeeping because I think if you like something, you should like it. Doesn't yeah. matter if you've liked it for two seconds or twenty years. You should like what you like. But mm-hmm. like, it's a little frustrating when it's like I would have been bullied for this is now all of a sudden popular, and like, it's like the end thing, and it's like, it this wouldn't have been the end thing, and I think kind of along with like Marvel comics, like they're popular now. But the thing is, like, twenty years ago, people would have been bullied mercilessly. For being into that. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. I'm trying, I... not, to, trying <gasps> not to be elitist or gatekeeping, and I feel like I'm coming off as that, and I do apologize, but that's not the point. That's not what I'm trying to come off as. No, I don't think... I mean, a little, but I think that what you're trying to say is that... Because I've definitely felt this way before about unrelated things just kind of like why is this just now becoming an acceptable thing when before it was just you know like you know if I would have brought this up you would have gone oh okay and just kind of ended the conversation um I think just as a whole why the general consensus on nerd culture becoming cool is that nerds have become cool but mm-hmm. I think that it's a certain type of nerd. Mm, yeah, like because you know, um, you know, there's still the same old fan arguments. Marvel's better than DC. DC's superior to Marvel. So the arguments haven't really stopped, even within nerd culture. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like nerds have been coming at each other since day one. And I'm like, I don't, I, I don't get it. Just stop. But then I oh, catch yeah. myself doing the same thing. I'm like, oh my god, you like so and so? That's that show sucks. And it's like, well, who am I to say that? You know, just because I don't yeah. like it. And I think this leads to my like second point of like why I fell out of with Star Wars, is I think when, and this kind of can also go along with Harry Potter, is like Disney, I don't think understood the universe they were getting into. They did not understand Star Wars. I, this is probably going to get me so much hate and people coming at me, I don't care. The Star Wars sequels are mishandled completely. They they mishandle the characters. I think the pacing is weird. And I think it leads to a couple things. The fact that there were so many people involved with those scripts. What made both the the first six movies successful is that while yeah there was someone there could there were some people handling the script differently it was george's story george was like okay i want this this and this in the story you can say all you want about george lucas's dialogue writing ability or script writing ability but you have to admit he knows this story because this is his universe and i don't like it when my universes are mishandled (laughs) 
<laughs> no, that's fair. I mean, especially because, you know, I, I've known you from, um, because like we said in our first podcast, when we first met at orientation, you just talked to me about Star Wars. And that was one of the first questions you asked me was, do you like Star Wars? And I was like, um, not really. And then you proceeded to just talk about Star Wars. And I was like, I cool. I'll just let her talk. (laughs) And now I know. And then now, you know, I've, you know, and since I've known you this long, it's just been like a steady decline on a chart. (laughs) And then now it's like non-existent. And I'm like, wow, this is something else. (laughs) Now, no, I still actually have my Star Wars Revenge of the Sith novelization written by Matthew Stover on my bookshelf because that for me was something. That's like your warrior cat book. That for me is a significant part of my childhood. Like, yeah, I will still love Revenge of the Sith. That is still one of my favorite movies. Um, I love the emotional beats in it. I think everyone's acting. They really did such a great job with that film. It was honestly a lovely cherry on top to a very wonderful series. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to our second official episode of Palindrome Potpourri. Wow, we really got to talking a lot about our fandoms, didn't we? I guess you could say we're some passionate fans. (laughs) That's sad. Anyway, Anna and I have decided to split this episode into two different parts. So please tune in next Monday to hear us talk about another fandom that both of us have left for pretty mutual reasons. I can't say what it is, but it involves a certain wizard. I guess I'll just have to wait till next Monday to find out what it is. Or maybe you already know. It's pretty obvious. But you never know with some people. So till then, catch you later and stay safe.